really nothing can hold you back. You get fired from a job, that's not an obstacle. That's just an opportunity to activate skills and potential that you have already. So don't look at external things for success or as obstacles. Realize that you have everything you need. You have that power. You just have to get past you, that mindset. That's not, that mountain is not an obstacle unless you think it's an obstacle. Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Well, it's that time again. Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast. This is Markeith Brayton, a.k.a. your purpose professor, CEO of Markeith Brayton Inspires and the founder and master coach of the School of Purpose. It is our mission and our purpose at the School of Purpose to help individuals turn their purpose and their passions into actual careers or a business so that they can make money doing work that they love. We have a great episode for you this week. I interview a colleague and a friend of mine by the name of A.J. Adams. A.J. is an author, he's a speaker, and he's a social media coach. And you really want to pay attention to today's podcast because he has a very great story of how he went from poverty into the success that he is currently experiencing. And I just really wanted to do this interview because I knew that AJ would bring great value to my listening audience. And so we are going to go ahead and go into the podcast, sit back, take some notes if you're not driving or if you're not cooking or doing something that is having your hands occupied. But if you are, just listen to it intently and come back to it if you were not able to take notes. So without further delay, let's go into the podcast and listen to this interview that I have with A.J. Adams, speaker, author, and social media coach. A.J. Adams, thank you so much for joining me today for the School of Purpose podcast. I'm so excited that you said yes, and I know that you're going to provide great value to my listening audience and really give them something they can use to apply to their lives, to their businesses, and their careers. So thank you for joining. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. We've already got a lot of energy going, so I'm happy. <laughs> Bring a lot of value, and I'm all about giving value that motivates, but also not to get you motivated, but to get you to take action. So I'm going to get that done today. Get you to take action. Well, AJ, go ahead and share with the listening audience who you be, how you show up in the world, and what you would like us to know about your current business and how you provide value to people on a daily basis. Absolutely. So who I be, who I is, uh, I am AJ Adams speaker, entrepreneur, author, and I'm half Pacific Islander, half uh, African-American. So I've become known as America's African-American. <laughs> I get to travel around the country. I speak uh, different organizations, a lot of student leadership organizations, um, colleges, corporations. And I talk about my story, you know, coming from a poor kid on a tiny island, high school dropout, 
poverty, poor education, all of that, to now being a successful entrepreneur and helping others take control of their life and write their success story. That's what I'm really about, helping you not play a passive character in your story, but become the author of your success story. So I'm privileged to basically run my mouth for a living. That's awesome. I like the idea of writing your success story and we're writing it really every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the foundation principles of the School of Purpose comes from a quote that I love to always share every episode. And it's from Dr. Miles Monroe. And I use it for my business. I use it for my coaching. I use it for just about everything, even when I do a presentation. And that is this quote, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. It's a powerful quote. And when you really sit and think about it, Basically, what he is saying is, is that you can be successful and be off purpose. And people really have a desire to be on purpose. But we have many times misconstrued the idea of success being purpose. So how do you define purpose and how do you define success? Well, first of all, I think that's, I I love that whole idea of separating purpose from success because they're not always the same thing. Uh, Like you said, you can be successful in something that really isn't your purpose. And then later in life, you realize that, and then you have regret. So I define purpose as fulfilling what you were placed on this earth for. Mm -hmm. And and then there's a back back end to that. Uh, Often when I speak, I have people ask me, how do I find my purpose, particularly uh, young adults or millennials? How do I find my purpose? And my response to them has been, well, if you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. I discovered my purpose of speaking and communicating, helping others write their success story as a byproduct of learning about myself. Uh, struggle, adversity taught me who I was and what I loved, what I didn't love, what my interests were, what my gifts and talents were, what my passions were. And when you take all of those things and put them together, that gives you a sense of what your purpose is. I believe that our purpose is a product of all those things, but in particular, uh, pain and or passion. Mm-hmm. So if you have a pain, you've experienced abuse or poverty, that often drives you to develop a passion for helping others overcome abuse or heal or overcome uh, adversity and poverty. And in that, you can find purpose. So if you don't know what your purpose is, Get out there and have experiences. Help people, love people. Uh, jump out of a plane with, with a parachute. <laughs> but That's good. new experiences. Yeah. Uh, success, success is a different thing. And that's very misconstrued also. Um, look at any, look at social media, look at television. Success is portrayed as the stuff. Uh, but it's not the stuff. Success, I believe, is less about what you achieve and more about who you become. Mm. So, If you want to achieve success, it's not about putting on the appearance of it or playing the role. It's about becoming the person who can achieve those things. And that was key for me in my backstory. Uh, I wanted to achieve certain things. And daily, I continue to strive to become the person who has the capacity, the knowledge, the skill, the humility uh, to to achieve those things. So yes, I want to be a billionaire. That's my goal. Before I'm dead, I want to be a billionaire. But that requires me to become a better person, increase my capacity. So hopefully that, that breaks it down for you and gives you uh, some things to, to use. 
Right. And that's good, you know, because many of us think success is about achieving a certain thing. Um, it's about acquiring certain things, but really it's about who do you have to become in order to achieve those things. The most important part is who do I have to become? What habits do I have to develop? Exactly. What mindset do I have to have in order to get to the place that I, that I say that I want right. to get to? So that is really good. Well, we talk about success often and we talk about the progress that we make in our businesses and all of the great things that happen in our lives. And most often what we share on social media, on Facebook, on Periscope, on Twitter are the things that are positive in our lives. But the fact of the matter is, is that we can't have positive things or we can't have things that we share that are progressive without having things that are not necessarily always progressing or without having failures along the way. And so I always like to ask the question, as you have pursued success, as you have pursued living on purpose, what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in pursuing your success and living on purpose? Uh, that's real simple. The biggest obstacle, and I believe this is the biggest obstacle for anyone. We may say adversity, we may say, say poverty, but when you're really honest, the biggest obstacle anyone has to overcome is you. Wow. So I've had to overcome myself. That's really the only thing that stands between us and success, uh, especially in America where there's so much opportunity, where it's so much easier now, especially with the internet, to build success, to uh, build really anything. Uh, and I believe that behind every great success story is an even greater backstory. So mm-hmm. um, what I've had to overcome in, in overcoming myself is the background I came from. I didn't have parents who were entrepreneurs who were successful uh, financially or um, outside of family who didn't have any real success. And I dropped out of high school in my third year as a sophomore. Um, eventually, I got my GED. I went to college and I dropped out three times for three different colleges uh, because I, of different things with myself that I needed to overcome. Uh, so that my, my biggest obstacle has always been me, and that will always be my biggest obstacle. But I'm more confident now because I've mastered me. I'm, I'm self-aware of who I am and who I'm not. And once you do that, then you really have no obstacles because everything relies on you just getting out of your own way. That's really good. And you know, AJ, when we first met, we met at what was called Presentation Power there in Houston. And you had an opportunity to share a little bit of your story. And a part of that story was when you were at a Taco Bell. Yeah. And I want you to share a little bit about that piece of your story so that people can really fully understand the obstacle that you were sharing, but really fully understand what you had to overcome or what you had to press through in order to get where you are today. Yeah. And let me preface it by saying this, uh, because you brought up that specific moment where that was the first time I had shared that story. Mm. And like I said, behind every great success story is an even greater backstory. And we often undervalue our backstory, what we've been through when we achieve a uh, reach a place of success. But more importantly, there's a tendency for people to look at those who are successful in business, life, um, monetarily, whatever the case is, and to idolize what they have and who they are, what they've achieved, and try to mimic that or emulate that. When mm-hmm. real success comes, 
when you look at someone who is who you want to be, has what you want to have, and you look at their story. So my backstory, and that's where all the lessons are, that's where the gold is. My backstory is that, uh, like I mentioned, came from a poor household, tiny island in the middle of the Pacific called Guam, which most people have never heard of. You couldn't find it on the map if you try, because literally it would be about this big. Mm-hmm. Growing up there, eventually um, take, carrying on that same pattern of uh, poverty, of um, my parents weren't highly educated. So even as an adult as, with a wife and two kids at the time, I had now I have three, I was sitting in that Taco Bell restaurant uh, at, in the parking lot because I had just heard the worst phrase you could ever hear. Sir, I'm sorry, your card was declined. I'm just trying to buy lunch for my family. We just made this big move to California to be, do big, great things, and I can't feed my family. So sitting there, I'm literally reevaluating my life, my choices, what am I doing to my family? And it was in that moment that I, just, that I realized all my life I had been reacting. I had been playing a passive character in my story, just reacting to whatever life threw at me, whatever adversity or struggle came. And I also decided in that moment with $6 to my name in a Ziploc bag, just a bag of change, hmm. I decided no more. From here on out, I am taking control of my story. I am not reacting. I am going to decide where and who I want to be in one, five, 10 years, 20 years from now, and align every action, every thought, every goal with that story. So I did, and it was still hard. I struggled uh, immensely. Uh, working two jobs, struggling to pay rent in Southern California, where, I mean, we were, we were paying, you know, $1,500 for a 1200 square foot apartment wow. uh, with two kids, a family of four and uh, struggling to pay rent. We had to sell our car one month to pay rent and buy groceries, uh, working those two jobs, one of which was as a janitor. I remember every day going to work, feeling like a complete failure, feeling like a complete loser, living way below what I wanted to achieve or who I wanted to be, but still with the commitment that I would write a success story. So I literally wrote a success story. I found an old um, broken desk. I propped it up. I cleaned it off. And between cleaning the urinals, scrubbing the floors in this 40,000 square foot warehouse, I would write 500 words, uh, five pages every day. And what I was writing was a book on success, which is a complete contradiction because I was not at all successful. But that's kind of the point is you have to realize that where you are does not determine who you are. And I knew that even though I was here as a janitor, here not successful, that one day I would be on a stage speaking in front of 6,000 people at a college. I would be on a podcast talking with other successful people. And I was writing what I was learning. I was documenting my journey. And now that journey, that book has become uh, the other half of student success, six epic strategies to write your success story. And it's a book for student leaders, for students who want to achieve success. So that's my backstory. And that's how I got to hear where I am now. But it's those key lessons and that decision that I will not be passive anymore. I can write my story. That's good. Your circumstances do not dictate your future. Exactly. You would have to allow that to happen. And so that is really good, writing your own story. And so as we think about your backstory and as we think about where you are today, give us what the top three lessons learned from that obstacle or from that story 
that we can use to really begin to apply to our lives to move ourselves forward or to get unstuck? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I shared one of them, which is uh, where you are doesn't determine who you are. That's a big one because depending on where you come from, uh, you, it's easy to be defined by that. I remember as a kid, uh, I would, with my church, we would take these little mission trips. And at the end of every trip, we would have a big cookout. And this is in the islands. So we would catch hundreds of crabs. And I remember a specific moment, I was grabbing one of the crabs, and they're like this big. I grab one out of the bucket, and every other crab grabs onto it and tries to pull it down. That's kind of how life is. When you're in a certain circumstance, it becomes easy to be pulled down by it, but even worse to start defining yourself by it. Well, I can't be successful because I'm from this poor place. I can't achieve or be, get a college degree because I'm from this family that has no college degrees. Right. So where you are doesn't determine who you are, how you think does. Uh, then the other one is you've got to uh, execute. Uh, it's great to work on the plan, but eventually you need to start putting the plan to work. Have a vision, have goals, but know that execution is everything. Mm-hmm. There are lots of unexecuted dreams, visions that did not have action. So execution is everything. Uh, and then finally, I would say um, your, I think I mentioned this earlier, your only real obstacle is you. You are the only obstacle. And once you master yourself, this means becoming self-aware of who you are, who you're not, what you're great at, what you're not great at. And once you master the art of creating yourself, then you move to a place where really nothing can hold you back. You get fired from a job, that's not an obstacle. That's just an opportunity to activate skills and potential that you have already. So don't look at external things for success or as obstacles. Realize that you have everything you need. You have that power. You just have to get past you, that mindset. That's not, that mountain is not an obstacle unless you think it's an obstacle. That's good. That's good. I like those three. You are your only obstacle. Right. The other one was you have to execute. Execute. And I'm paraphrasing number one is basically you were saying that your current situation doesn't necessarily dictate your future. Right, exactly. That's really, really good. Awesome. Well, one of the true missions of the School of Purpose is to really help individuals take their purpose and their passions and turn it into a business or an actual career so they can make money doing work that they love. And you and I both have been able to create opportunities for ourselves where we're able to make money doing what we love and we're able to pursue our purpose and our passion each and every day. So where do I start if I know I'm not in proper alignment with my purpose and I'm not really fulfilled in the work that I'm doing? What are some of the first steps I can take to begin to profit from my purpose or make money doing what I love? The first thing, and I can speak from working the nine to five, (laughs) working in the cubicle where I hated life. Uh, I wish I had known then what I know now, which is, again, you're not a passive character in your story. You can take control and write the story. What you have to do is first determine what you want and where you want to be, and then reverse engineer that. So I started studying other, uh, for me at the time, it was just to be a speaker. I began studying other speakers. I began learning from other speakers. Um, 
And then I would look at their story to see the lessons. What were their failures? What did, action did they take? Not where they are now, but what action did they take when they were in my position? Mm-hmm. And let me, let me lay it out real clear this way. Um, you've got to decide your story, what you want it to be, and then realize that success can be purchased. Yes, invest in books, invest in programs, but the greatest investment you can make in success is change. And I say it this way, change is the currency of success. Any transaction you make with life, with the universe, with, with you and God is an exchange of change. I will change my mindset, I'll change my habits, I'll change my network of people. If you commit to change, then you can, you're on the road. You're, you're, start, you're already started. You're in a good place. No matter what your job is, if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's or you're a C-level executive in a Fortune 500 company, if you make the decision to change, then you're already on the fast track. So that's the first thing. That's good. I like that. Change is the currency of success. That's a exactly. great tweetable. That's why I wanted to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then once you've done that, uh, then like I said, it's just all change. Start getting around the right people, getting around people who are like-minded, those who are on the same path as you and those who are further along. Uh, if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, for example, and monetize your story, your skill set, well, hanging around everyone who just wants to be an employee and build a career, that's not going to help you because someone who's building a career doesn't think the same as someone who's an entrepreneur. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different skill set. So you've got to get around the right people. That means you've got to work your nine to five, and then you've got to work your six to two. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I learned from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I work my 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then you, you, you got to put in the hours. You have to hustle. You have to work. The degree to which you're successful and the pace at which you move from now to success is completely predicated on the hustle and the grind that you put in, the hours. If you want to out-achieve, if you want to out-perform, you've got to out-work and out-hustle everyone else. Again, you got to get past you. I'm too tired. That's a mindset. That's you getting in your way. You can sleep later. I say, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm a billionaire. You got to get past you. And so that is sometimes a hard thing is getting past ourselves. Many times we are our greatest enemies. I hear preachers and people talk all the time about haters and about folks who backstab them and folks who Mm -hmm. don't want to see them be successful. When in all actuality, nine times out of 10, your greatest hater is yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that because if you stopped focusing on the haters, you probably would be further than you wanted to be. But because we're always focusing on the haters and focusing on the people who we think are holding us back, we're really holding ourselves back by not being yeah. focused on the prize or not being focused on the end result that we truly want. So that is really good. Yeah. And, if, and I would say also, when the focusing on the haters, if your focus is so much outward of your circumstances, people don't like me, people are criticizing me, that's not the problem. The problem is you don't have enough going on in here. You think of it like, uh, get a little scientific, like pressure. You know, in the, in the atmosphere, there's pressure pushing down, pressure pushing out. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're feeling crushed by haters, by the negativity and criticism, that means you don't have enough going on inside. You got to put more out. You got to develop that confidence. And here's what, I'll define confidence 
And here's another tweetable. Confidence is knowing you'll get it done even when you don't know how you'll get it done. Mm. And that comes from facing adversity, facing the haters, and pushing through. Again, getting past yourself. The haters aren't the problem. The fact that you are hurt by the haters is the problem. You need haters. I don't have enough haters, which means I'm not doing enough to create change in the world. Because when you are doing something that is significant, people will either love it or they'll hate it. And if everybody loves you, you're not doing anything worthwhile. Wow. Wow. That's good. If everybody loves you, you're not doing anything truly worthwhile. Because that's true. You know, when you are really pursuing your purpose, when you are really pursuing true success, it automatically accentuates the things that others are not doing. Yes. Yeah, that's good. In order for them to be comfortable with themselves, they have to try to pull you back or they have to try to pull you down because it's illuminating the potential that they're truly not fulfilling in their own lives. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Name a preacher who doesn't have protesters. (laughs) Name a politician who doesn't have, have hate videos and hate mail. It's because you're doing, they're, they're doing something. Some of them deserve it, but you're going to make change. You're going to make waves. This is good. Well, we've had a great first half of the School of Purpose podcast. AJ has provided some great value, some great content. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to really kind of engage AJ on some of the tools and resources that he uses to be resourceful and productive as he is moving on purpose and fulfilling the calling and the assignment that he has for his life. We'll be right back. Are you a speaker, author, or coach who desires to build a personal brand of influence so you can attract more clients and increase your sales? Or perhaps you are a pastor or a minister who wants to expand your ministry beyond your local church. Or just maybe you are a career professional who has a desire to build a personal brand lifestyle business so that you can have more time to spend with family and friends and more time doing work that you love. Well, I've created a free membership program called the School of Purpose Membership Program. This membership website will house video tutorials and resources on personal branding, social media marketing, and basic business startup strategies so that you can do work that you love and have passion for. If you are interested in building a personal brand of influence that pays, then you want to join the School of Purpose membership website by going to www.schoolofpurpose.net. That's www.schoolofpurpose.net. Come on, join the School of Purpose membership website and learn how to profit from your purpose. And we are back with AJ Adams, America's African American. (laughs) Well, AJ, you know, I like this part of the podcast. It's called Your One Thing. And this kind of gives us insight on, you know, what do you use as tools and resources to stay productive, to stay focused, to stay on task? And I think that it can be important for everybody who's listening, whether or not they're entrepreneurs or 
career professionals or blue collar. I think these types of things can be things that we can use to implement to make ourselves more productive and resourceful. So before we start that, define yourself in one word and why. Hmm. You're going to caught me with that one. Define myself in one word and why. I, so let me say this. I, I teach a workshop uh, for student leaders, and I call it the becoming a one-word leader, mm-hmm. meaning uh, at the end of the workshop, I'll, I'll tell them, choose one word that speaks to the type of leader you want to be. And I always say that my one word is sensei. Uh, part of my background is I'm a martial artist. I have a black belt in Taekwondo. I've been doing that for several years. And one of the things I love about martial arts is that it's taught me so much. There's my faith and then there's martial arts and those principles of discipline, uh, modesty, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and the indomitable spirit. Mm-hmm. So my word would be sensei. I want to do what a sensei does. Uh, they're very disciplined, very uh, respectful, very humble, very highly skilled. But when in regard to other people, they push you to be your best and what a sensei does is see in you what you don't see in yourself and then help mm. you um, activate that power help you bring out that potential and that's all I, that's what i want to do for people i want to be a representation of uh humility but there's power there and i can help you become better for your benefit that's great that's the first time that we've had that word so that's really good What's one online resource tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity? Uh, Productivity. So that is something I'm always working on. Um, This little thing here, this device is I run 99% of my business on. Uh, In particular, lately, it's been my calendar. Uh, I am great at vision. I'm a type B personality. Uh, So I have been using that to put all my tasks um, to keep myself in a lot aligned with what I need to do. Uh, aside from that, a resource would be um, my wife, who is my business partner. Uh, she's very much type A. And you've got to surround yourself with people who can help you be at your best. Because here's a mistake entrepreneurs make. Trying to do everything yourself. Your goal as an entrepreneur is to slowly but surely work yourself to out, out of a job mm-hmm. to where you begin to delegate tasks that you are not the best at. As an entrepreneur, you are a specialist. Great at lots of things, but you specialize in one. So my wife handles booking my travel. She handles making sure that I have appointments, a lot of the things that I'm not skilled at so that I can focus on what I'm best at. That's really good. AJ said one of his resources is his wife. That is another first. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of couples don't do business together. I'll tell you what, it's not easy. Again, we, 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 we're committed to learning about ourselves and we have lots of conversations, fights, arguments, uh, but we're always striving to get better. So if you're lucky enough to have that kind of relationship with your spouse, um, utilize them, utilize them because they know you best and they know when you're slacking, you're making excuses. And she calls me on it. She will call me on it and tell me you're better than that. You're, you're making excuses. That's so. good. That's good. What's one book you recommend every budding entrepreneur to read before starting their business? Oh, that's an easy one. Okay. And I'll I'll preface it by telling why. The mistakes so many entrepreneurs make and why they're not successful. I made this mistake. I was phenomenal at this. Underestimating the amount of effort and work 
hustle and grind that will go into building a successful business. Mm. So it would be better to overestimate. That said, the book I recommend is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Uh, the concept of the book is that if you think it's going to take you 100 hours to build a successful business, plan on 1,000. If you think you need to make 100 calls to close one deal, make 1,000. And it's not about the specific numbers. It's more about the concept of I will do more than I think I need to, and you'll end up getting more results. So my goal is to be a billionaire. Now, if I come short of that in the next, before the end of my, in the next 10, 20 years, and I only make it to a net worth of 500 million, I came very short of my goal. But that's still better than if I only set a goal to be a, you know, a multimillionaire. So set your goals high, set them ridiculous, and then shoot for them. If you come short of a lofty goal, it's better than hitting on the right nail on the head of a mediocre goal. That's good. That's good. The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Yes, sir. What are you currently reading right now? Uh, so being that I didn't have a great education, I've never been all that much of a reader, not until my adult life. Uh, and But I did develop a habit of reading a lot of articles, uh, mm. consuming a lot of content. So I'm still not a big reader, but what I do is I do a, listen to a lot of audiobooks and a lot of podcasts, uh, video content. So right now, someone who I'm, a couple of people who I'm really uh, listening to, uh, is, someone is Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Because I'm really... Uh, diving deep into the space of social media because that's where all marketing is going now. Uh, so I'm really heavy in that. Uh, re currently reading his book, um, Jab, 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 Right Hook. So I'd recommend that book as well. Yeah, I just took one of Gary V's courses in Udemy on okay. how to build a profitable and successful personal brand because I see my business on the coaching part, really on the speaking part too, even on the college and university level in teaching people how to build a brand of influence so that they right. can create opportunity for themselves. And so on the coaching level, teaching people really how to build that profitable brand of influence so that they can have a lifestyle business so that they can do some of the information based entrepreneurial opportunities online by building that influential personal brand. But then going on the college campuses and teaching uh, college students, especially those who are just coming into college, this idea of the brand you. Right. How do you begin to build your personal brand so that when you are getting ready to do interview for a job or getting ready to start a startup business, that you have already established yourself as something that the world uh, connects your name to. Right. And, and on being that, I would, cognizant of what yeah. you're putting online and on social media. Yeah. Yep. And I would say that the social media is key to that. Um, mm -hmm. Master that space. Uh, a good friend of mine, Frank Kitchen, who's a fellow speaker, uh, we often meet together uh, to talk, get share ideas. He, he calls it the social fingerprint. Mm. Uh, so, you can lose a job now just based on your social media presence. Right. So think about what is your social fingerprint, what you post, who you follow, because those things are now a key piece that uh, organizations are using in making hiring decisions. That's good. That's good. If you could meet one entrepreneur, one leader, one influencer, excuse me, who would it be? 
Wow. Um, <clears throat> I would say, again, just because of the, what I'm really focused on right now, uh, that would be Gary Vaynerchuk. He's someone who gives, 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 and I know would make the time. And to sit with him for any amount of time uh, would, be, would be incredible. I'd learn so much. So absolutely, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. If you had a million dollars right now, how would you invest it and where would you invest it? Oh, that's a good question. I like this question. I've thought about this question many times, um, especially when I was broke. So <laughs> <laughs> I believe in, uh, in giving. So of course, you know, I pay my taxes, give Uncle Sam his uh, cut. And then I invest at least 10% to my local church. I take another 10%, maybe more, and invest that into some other causes I believe in uh, that I, I support and follow. Uh, the rest of it, I'd make sure I put some away for my uh, family, wipe out any debt that, that we have, pay off cars, um, get us a, a house, and then I take the rest of it and I would turn that into more. I would mm -hmm. multiply that by uh, investing it um, probably in uh, first in my business uh, and in educating myself uh, to, to build my skill set. Again, change is the currency of success. And then uh, educating myself to eventually invest in uh, multifamily housing. That's a goal that my wife and I have long-term to invest in real estate, uh, multifamily real estate, because we want to create, uh, give, give space for people to have a beautiful home, uh, to raise families, uh, and then, of course, build our business to provide uh, great jobs for, uh, for people. Great, great. What is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? My favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur is that I call the shots. Um, I, I posted on Instagram not so long ago. Um, and if I you to follow me, letter I, letter M, AJ Adams, shameless plug. <laughs> uh, I posted that I became an entrepreneur because I was tired of building someone else's legacy. Mm -hmm. um, in every job I've ever had, uh, with the exception of maybe a couple when I was young, but it, before I become an entrepreneur, the several years before that, I was a top performer. Um, in the last organization that I worked for, uh, I was outperforming doing double, uh, it was a sales job. I was bringing in double the sales of anyone in my department. Um, I was outpacing uh, supervisors and managers. I was helping managers better lead their teams That's from my own leadership experience. They were coming to me with questions about leading their teams. Uh, and I was doing uh, $125,000, $150,000 a month in sales. But I was still paid less than some of my uh, colleagues who simply because they had a college degree, which I don't. Um, I was not getting the opportunity to interview and promote because uh, I didn't have that degree. So I believe that results matter. And if you want to be successful, the goal is not to get more education, it's to get more results. So mm -hmm. my wife, she has, she's two months away from finishing her MBA, which we're excited about. Um, mm -hmm. But the fact is that she's getting that to add certain knowledge to her skill set. Uh, whereas me, um, mine has been just in achieving results. So I became an entrepreneur because I want to do things. And I'll say this with complete, uh, no shame at all. I want to do things in my way because I believe my way is better than any boss, what they would tell me. No boss ever pushed me to the level or degree that I knew I was capable of. And when I tried to go for it, there just wasn't space to, there wasn't room. Awesome. 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 
You know, those were some great answers and we appreciate you doing this portion of the podcast, your one thing. So we've come to the final pieces of the podcast today. And AJ, share with us or let us know what you're doing in your business right now, what you are really excited about as far as what's coming up. So you caught me at a perfect time (laughs) at the time of this, this, uh, this podcast, because um, I am just knee deep in the process of a new uh, developing a new business, uh, which, and this is another tip for entrepreneurs. Don't go in too many directions. Mm -hmm. Everything you do, every venture should fit within your greater business model. So I have my speaking and of course there's books and content that I put out. I have my speaker coaching, uh, stage masters, and then I have, um, my, um, uh, what I do with, uh, when I travel and consulting, diving into social media, I'm actually in the process now with uh, a business partner who was actually my brother. He was getting deep into learning social media. So we're launching a social media management, uh, agency here, uh, within the next, this, this spring, uh, we'll be launching that. So I'm taking the skills I have of how I've grown my social media. Um, I've got right about this time, about 6,500 followers just on Instagram. And that was just within the last uh, 10 months or so. Uh, so about learning those strategies. And now we're taking that to help businesses expand their reach. Cause again, TV is, is outdated. Radio is outdated. Everything is going on social media and now's the time to master that. So we're, we're jumping on it early on to make sure we can capitalize and bring value. Nice, nice, nice. Now, I always ask the guests if they had a free gift offer or anything that was coming up that they want people to be able to access complimentary of the interviewee. Do you have anything that you want to share or any free gifts that you want to offer to the listening audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of things, actually, because I've, okay. I've had such a great time on, on here with you, Marquis, so I'm going to throw in an extra one. Uh, <laughs> first is a, uh, a live training webinar that I did that uh, uh, you were actually on, and I know you said you got value, so I want your listeners to have that as well. Uh, you can get that access to that absolutely free, uh, and then a uh, download a copy of my book, and you'll see a lot of the lessons I learned. And I wrote it within the context for millennials and students, uh, but the lessons are still the same, and the value is still there. So I think you'll get a lot out of that. And you can just go to uh, AJ Adams Online slash School of Purpose. AJ Adams online forward slash school of purpose. And we'll have access to both of those free gift offers and you'll be able to click on the link in the show notes. Well, AJ, this has been a great, great, great interview. And I appreciate you taking the time out, but before we leave, share one last piece of advice with the listening audience that you believe will really be helpful for them to just get started or to get unstuck or to stay the course. Absolutely. Uh, last, last January for my uh, 32nd birthday, um, I had committed, I was going to go all in and mm-hmm. to demonstrate that or symbolize that I went skydiving, jumped out of a plane, 13,000 feet in the air. It was the most terrifying experience of my life, but also the most exciting and most exhilarating. And the feeling when I touched, when my feet touched the ground of accomplishment, of overcoming any fear of going for it was incredible. And that set me up for a great 2016. In 2017, I'm going even bigger. So the advice to you is, at some point, you just have to jump. It'll never be a perfect time. You'll never have everything lined up. 
if, if it burns in your soul to do this thing, whatever it is, and you have no reason not to, just jump. You'll have lots of reasons not to, but just jump. And you're going to have to figure out stuff along the way. Take some bumps, take some hits. Uh, but ultimately, if you're committed to it and you never look back, it's like jumping out of that plane. Once you're out the door, there's no looking up. You look straight where you're going and you, you go all in. Awesome. Well, I failed to ask this question. And so tell us where we can connect with you via social media so that everyone will know how to touch base with you. Yeah, all my social media is, is the same. It's I'm AJ Adams, letter I, letter M, AJ Adams. That's on Snapchat, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and everything else. Awesome. Well, AJ, thanks once again for joining us for the School of Purpose podcast. I know that we will probably have you on again. You provided some great value to the listening audience, and I know that they will enjoy taking notes and implementing everything that you talked about. So have a great day. Awesome. Appreciate it, Marquise. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Another wonderful episode, another value-filled episode with a Jay Adams as our guest for today. There were several things that AJ said that really resonated with me, but there was one in particular that I would like to go back to before we close today's episode. And that is when asking him, where do you start when you're ready to make a change? When you're ready to make a shift? And AJ said, you have to know and you have to realize that you are not a passive character in your story. You have to determine what you want your story to be. And listening, audience, school of purpose, you've got to determine what you want your story to be. You can't be passive, but you have to be intentional. You have to take control of your life and make decisions on what you want to see your life to become. And so, AJ, thank you for that one particular quote. You have to be active in your life and not passive in your life. Well, thank you again for joining me this week. Once again, I would love for you to be a member of the School of Purpose membership program. It is absolutely free. All you have to do is sign up at www.schoolofpurpose.net and you will create an account and become a member of my free membership site. I just wanted to have a way to give back to you who have supported me. And then I also just wanted to be able to operate in my gift of being able to teach you how to profit from your purpose. Because as I stated, the School of Purpose mission is to help individuals to turn their passions and their purpose into actual careers and or a business so that they can make money doing work that they love. And we are going to really help you really move the needle on creating a lifestyle business or creating a personal brand that pays you. And so that's why I created this free membership site so that I could put content in there that would be helpful for you to get started and to take some steps. There'll be other opportunities within the membership site to do some paid programming. If you're interested in podcasting, if you're interested in learning how to get speaking opportunities where you get paid or if you're just interested in some personal development we are going to be offering other opportunities that will be paid membership opportunities for you to join us but thank you once again 
for joining us for this episode of the School of Purpose podcast. Please remember to go to iTunes and rate and review today's show. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Google the School of Purpose podcast, and you can go right in there, subscribe to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. I would really appreciate it because I want to make sure that people know that we are providing good and valuable content. Well, have a great rest of your week, your day, whenever you are listening to this podcast. And always remember this, shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. God bless you.